episodes and I cannot believe it. I cannot believe we're reaching this huge milestone. So to celebrate this, we are doing our very first giveaway and it's super simple to enter. Between now and the end of May, May 31st, all you have to do is like, comment, and share any of our Facebook posts. That's it. And you're entered to win like, comment, and share any of our Facebook posts, you're entered to win. Each like, comment, and share gives you an entry. So the more you interact, the more entries you get. We have a grand prize, which is just some things that I like, and some other prizes. So be sure that you're following us on Facebook, Never Found, Never Forgotten, Never Found Pod. Thanks so much. Welcome back to Never Found, Never Forgotten. I'm your host, Melanie. In this case, I'm going to tell you about this week. It's just, wow. So I'm going to tell you first a bit about my process. Because I was sort of just as shocked by this case as you probably will be as I tell it. I hope. So I have this spreadsheet where I have like, 200 missing persons names and these are cases that I want to look into and it continually grows and I've curated this list from like missing persons websites databases articles etc and I try to focus on cases that I haven't heard of are lesser known it's a way to keep bring attention to their, their cases and keep their names and information out there. Whenever I'm ready to research a case, I look at the spreadsheet and I just kind of randomly pick one and start researching. And my research always starts with the Charlie Project. And this sort of gives me a baseline idea of about the case, like what happened. It gives me some basic facts. And then from the Charlie Project, I look for news articles about the case. So this week I selected Jonathan Frazier and Jonathan Frazier was 21 years old when he disappeared in Honolulu, Hawaii. But when I went to the Charlie Project website, what struck me is there wasn't a whole lot there, just two small paragraphs. And all I learned was that Jonathan was last seen at his part at his apartment at 9:30 a.m. on July 30th, 2016. And he leaves his apartment and is basically never seen again. A week later, on August 8th, his car is found parked near an intersection, and his girlfriend, Ashley Wong, says Jonathan knows nobody in this area. Why would he be there? It's unlikely that his car would be there. So his friends and his family insist that foul play must be involved. 
There was some speculation that Jonathan was still struggling from this very serious car accident he had been involved in in November of 2015. And in the accident, both he and a friend were seriously injured. Both were in critical condition. However, his friend, Caleb Jordan Miski Lee, passed away due to his injuries. And his girlfriend, Ashley, said in one article, quote, mentally he didn't recover, end quote. And I'm sure that was just so extremely difficult for Jonathan. He probably had survivor's guilt, some level of PTSD. And so I think the assumption was, well, maybe he walked away from his life or worse, maybe he hurt himself. But to those who knew him, that was not a possibility. He and Ashley were expecting a baby, and unfortunately, I couldn't find more information about who Jonathan was to really flesh him out for you. But his family was insistent that foul play had to be involved. And that was the last thing that was really reported on this case until 2018, when the FBI gets involved. And they offer up this $20,000 reward for any information on Jonathan's disappearance. And it's unclear why the FBI was involved. Because the FBI doesn't really normally get involved with missing persons cases. Sometimes they do in the case of children or whatever. That's not usually their scene. <laughs> they said in one article that they were offering up the reward to gain information from the public. Um, they believed that people knew what had happened to Jonathan and just needed to be sort of incentivized to give information. Additionally, they said that they were not ruling out foul play and that they had persons of interest. But who? Again, the case goes quiet for nearly two more years. And in July of 2020, investigators suddenly announced they have made arrests in Jonathan's disappearance. That's right, multiple arrests. They had arrested not one person, but 11. 11. And this is where the case gets crazy. Mike Miskey is the primary suspect. Um, Miskey is well known as this businessman in Honolulu. However, the FBI charges him with 22 charges that include murder, murder for hire, kidnapping, use of chemical weapons, we'll get back to that later, racketeering, and Miski has owned several shady businesses in which he operated these illegal activities. And he owned a nightclub that was known to be dangerous where he orchestrated the assault of NFL player Trent Williams. He was also no, owned this pest control business where he operated some shady side business. And he was accused of releasing a chemical weapon, chloropicrin, a herbicide or insecticide, at other Honolulu nightclubs. This could, like, this just gives you a, an idea of how bizarre and sort of the content of this guy's character. So, but this chemical, chloropicrin, sent me down a rabbit hole, and Lord help me if my computer search history is ever subpoenaed for any reason, but chloropicrin was man manufactured as a poison in World War I, 
and the Germans would use it against Allied forces. It wasn't as strong as other chemical weapons, but it often caused vomiting. And so soldiers would have to, like, remove their gas masks in order to vomit, and then they would be poisoned by other stronger chemicals, according to Wikipedia. Now it's used in agriculture where it can be, like, injected into the soil to kill fungi, fungus, fungi, fungus, microbes, insects prior to planting. But when it's inhaled by humans, it can be very irritating to the lungs, it's irritating to the eyes and to the skins, and this guy was releasing it into nightclubs around Honolulu. And so this is just, you know, a bit of his character. He has a ton of charges against him, all linked to his shady businesses. And I can't even get into all of them. They're just so, there's just so many of them. But what is his connection to 21-year-old Jonathan Frazier? Well... Mike Miskey was the father of Caleb Jordan Miskey Lee, Jonathan's friend that passed away from this car accident that they were both involved in back in 2015. And in 2017, Mike Miskey actually filed a lawsuit against Jonathan, even though he was missing at this point, in which he blamed Jonathan for Caleb's death. And he claimed that Jonathan was the driver of the car. However, both the accident report and the autopsy report state that Caleb was the driver. He was found in the driver's seat wearing a seatbelt. So you can kind of feel bad, you know, like this dad is grieving his son, you know, loss of his son. I understand that. However, he's also a shady guy. Investigators believe that Mike Meskey ordered a co-conspirator to create a plan to murder Jonathan and arranged for the purchase of a boat also to dispose of Jonathan's body. And that was sort of Mike's operation. Like, he would never actually do any of the dirty work, of course, but he would have other people do the dirty work. Investigators believe that Jonathan was kidnapped while another of Mike Miskey's associates had taken Jonathan's girlfriend, Ashley, on a spa day in order to ensure that the two were separated. One of the other men arrested in connection to Mike Miskey's crime ring, a man named Jacob Smith, has admitted to participating in various crimes, including assaults, attempted murders, armed robberies, extortion, drug deals, and murder for hire as part of a plea deal. He also stated that he was essentially quote unquote on call for Mike and Jacob is a skilled martial artist and Mike would call him to assault various people and each time uh, Jacob would be paid between $1,500 and $2,000 per job. I use quotes there, job. While he doesn't specifically name a connection to Jonathan's disappearance, in this plea deal, it does definitely strengthen the prosecutor's case against Miskey. Mike Miskey is being held by federal authorities awaiting trial set to begin in late 2021. Despite arrests, the family is still without Jonathan. Ashley gave birth to a son after Jonathan disappeared, a son that will never know his father. 
Jonathan is described as being five foot seven, weighing 150 pounds. He has brown hair and hazel eyes, and he has distinct scarring on his face. He has two scars on his chin, one under his left eye and one under his nose. Anyone with information on the disappearance of Jonathan Fraser can contact the FBI at 808-566-4300. That is my case for today. A roller coaster, organized crime in beautiful Hawaii, and unfortunately this young man was a victim of that. So hopefully there the family gets some closure. It was not what I was expecting when I started researching this case. Not what I was expecting at all. Never do I expect organized crime, I don't think, but it was not what I expected when I went into my research for this case. But it was definitely a wild, wild twist. Lots of twists and turns. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Facebook at Never Found, Never Forgotten Podcast. And you can also find me on Twitter at Pod Never. See you next week. (laughs) 